whatever it takes a podcast about Degrassi the next generation I am Kelsey and I am Holland and today we're talking about season 7 episode 16 sweet child oh mine but before we get into anything I feel like we need to make an announcement at the top of the episode because we didn't last time but we are officially on a podcast network called filling the void yay yay so basically what that means is that we're also just hosted over on Spreaker over yeah. with them and we're just kind of part of a little family and we get a little bit more boost and it's super cool. We're like working with a lot of cool people now and maybe we'll do some crossovers with some of them so you guys will kind of get to know who some of those guys are and they have and there's some really cool shows on the network. There's a Boy Meets World show that I know of that's really awesome. Yeah, and it also looks like they do a lot of like live podcasting throughout the week. Yeah, and there's some wrestling ones. I just go check out Filling the Void Podcast Network. Yeah, on and Spreaker, what, I believe. Yeah. And I think it's also like Apple Music and they were starting to put some people on iHeartRadio. So it, yeah. it's just kind of sending us out into more avenues that we don't currently have access to or wouldn't know how to get access to because we are making this up as we go along. <laughs> so, yeah. So there won't be like it probably won't have it'll have little effect on what we actually are doing um, as far as the content we're producing goes. But it's pretty much going to be exactly the same thing. Yeah. The only thing that could change, we might be getting a logo change to be TBD. Yeah, we're pretty sure we're getting a logo change. Do not be alarmed. Yeah, it'll still be amazing. Yes. So because right now possibly not in trouble with the law. I don't know. (laughs) Possibly not copyright (laughs) infringement. Um, Definitely not a thing I made in 40 seconds one time when we were recording our first episode. We probably could have actually made one that wasn't infringing but we were lazy because that's how we do things who has the time (laughs) um oh also as long as we're doing housekeeping we forgot to do a eulogy for ashley two episodes ago for bust a move so let's just do that now i guess which i guess is fitting because it's ashley it's (laughs) absolutely on par for the whole ashley and we didn't do it last episode because we had mike on and i didn't want to subject him to that um, and but he would have had nothing to add. Exactly. Although he knows who he would have known who Ashley was. That's true. Because he was there for Craig's one of Craig's spirals. Also, he's like has caught some of the episodes like just in the wild, not necessarily right. for the podcast. So he knows like the OG people. He's the most familiar with it out of the people on his own podcast. Blockbuster Night. Another plug to Mike. <laughs> Shouts out to Mike and Blockbuster Night. We'll be on their show at some point. Eventually. Soon something again hopefully not anything as bad as wild wild west (laughs) i mean who knows we'll see but oh wait all right um ashley kerwin you have left us after a tumultuous time on the show on and off for about seven seasons you are generally not the best you're not a a fan fave um because you're annoying I just, there's no other way to get around like it. Really selfish. Super selfish. And you break up with guys on their birthdays, always, like just across the board. Not a lot of redeeming qualities. Pretentious as hell with like no way to back that up. The only time I think I've actually liked you was 
the Battle of the Bands episode. Yes. Which I do still feel like you were robbed in that competition. Oh, if 100%. you were ever to be entitled about anything, it, it's that that song you wrote was way better than Craig's. For sure. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, the song was good, but credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for, I don't remember which girl telling her, like, maybe don't write a thing about not an experience that you didn't have. Yeah. It was probably Terry. I think Terry was there. Terry was gone. It was probably Paige, though. Paige, Hazel, or Ellie. Maybe it was yeah. Ellie. Oh, yeah. I can't sounds, remember. Seems like Ellie. Um, Who knows? Either way, even though even your best accomplishment <laughs> is not entirely your own. But, yeah, bye. See you never. Don't, I don't really care that you're gone. Thanks for being a solid reference. Thanks for at least being, like, somebody to cause drama, I guess. I guess. Exciting, but you were still just, it was still annoying to watch. And, but I mean, thank you for personally being a really good um, pop culture touchstone reference of a person who changes for every boy they date. Oh, yeah. Or just for every friend group that they have. Also true. <laughs> All right. Bye, Ashley. See you later. So, or today, never. Or ne- well, probably never. Unless Mm, hope not. I mean, we'll probably see her in some minis we'll down the line. Definitely see her in some minis. Um, but um, anyway, we're watching say, uh, season seven, episode sixteen, "Sweet Child of Mine" today. Or we already watched it. We're talking about it. So, without further ado, Kelsey, why don't you read us the Degrassi wiki summary to kick things off? Sure. Mia's ecstatic when she finally lands a spot on the spirit squad, but trying to be a normal teenager is proving to be difficult. I mean, I guess so. I guess that tracks. I like how you're picking up your microphone when it's on a stand. Well, it's on <laughs> when the, the point is to, when it's on a stand is to not move the microphone. I know, but I don't have good vision and I can't see that far. You could have asked me to turn the screen. I can't see it at that angle. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I need it to see. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right but yeah that's accurate i guess no mention of the b plot which is a shame because it featured our favorite couple manny and jay they're um, the best of it's, all it's accurate i guess um the episode title is sweet child of mine which is a 1988 song by guns and roses obviously um it's probably most notable for its intro guitar riff (laughs) and for the hot pipes of David Lee Roth. Is that his name? Axl Rose. Axl Rose. Who's David Lee Roth? I don't know. He's in a different one. He sounds very familiar. I'm sure people are going to be mad that I don't know. People are going to be mad that I got Axl Rose wrong. It's hilarious to me that you got Axl Rose wrong, although I don't know who David Lee Roth is. But like I know that it's Axl Rose. Guns N' Roses, all of those, like, hair bands, I get that. They're all the same to me. I'm David sorry. David Roth from Poison? I don't know. No, that's, um, Brett Michaels. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Rock of Love. Never forget. <laughs> oh, or Bus of Love. So good. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, but that's the song. I um, had a weird, um, But, oh, but I guess it makes sense, uh, to the episode because Mia has a child. Yeah. Um... That's how you know it's going to be a me episode yeah. if the song references children in any way. David Lee Roth was in Van Halen. Um, See, not 
that far off, right? Oh, they're very similar. Yeah. I get it. They have similar hair. Um, middle school me had a weird crush on Axl Rose. Man. Middle school Aww. me also had a weird crush on Steven Tyler. I had a crush on like all the like lead singers to like hair bands hair from bands. the 80s, <laughs> which doesn't make sense because in middle school it was the early 2000s. Um, it really I don't know. doesn't surprise me though because they're all kind of dirtbaggy <laughs> and like kind of white trash. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally exactly my type. <laughs> you just described every wear person the, I wear date. a lot of bandanas. Yeah, bandanas. Maybe don't shower. Long hair. Generally, like pretty emaciated, emaciated looking. Very thin. Looks like they've never showed up on time to anything ever. No. Would be late to your wedding. That is my type. Oh, there's so many, so many things wrong with your type. <laughs> As we've learned throughout the course of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff wrong with me in general. It's fine. The tip of the iceberg. <laughs> anyway, I guess we can get into it. Um, so the episode starts off with Mia trying out for the Spirit Squad, and in a very fucking, wooden cheer. Oh God! Like Manny is like agog at so like how talented Mia is, and like she can kind of move, and she's hot, but she like cannot yell. Can't like it's just like the most monotone like. She's just not committing to it. No, like she's smiling, but her words have no joy. Like her eyes are dead. Just the deadest eyes. Um, Carly at us. And like for some reason, Johnny DeMarco and Bear Juggalo are like in the gym while this is happening. Of course they are. They're gross boys on a high school show. They're going to watch cheerleading tryouts. I guess so. Also, like Bear Juggalo is invested. (laughs) Yes, as we soon learn. Um, but then Manny's like, welcome to the squad. Of course. Hello. And then Holly J is resisting because she has weird hangups about Mia being a teen mom. And Manny's like, um, hello. Having her try out was like, a formality. Like Darcy leaving was probably the best thing because now like Mia can be on the team. Basically, which like harsh on Darcy. Um, I don't know if Holly J like, like Darcy had hangups. I don't know if Holly J has hangups. I think Holly J is just like here to be mean and Mia is attractive and therefore a threat yeah but she like targets her for being a team mom because she's a monster well that makes her an easy target and if you're a person like Holly J you love an easy target yeah I mean she's still she has hang-ups about the team mom thing no matter what she's going it's like she's going to bring it up Agree to disagree I don't know I think that if Mia had literally anything else wrong with her she would also pick on that I don't know if it's just the teen mom thing. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. She's still targeting her for that reason. Plus, Mama Mia is a fun nickname. <laughs> but then after she... Oh, we find out there's a spirit squad dance because the school can never not have a goddamn dance. Yeah, it's. I guess it's to raise money for the spirit squad. Um, but then after tryouts, Chinstrap Lucas comes up <laughs> to Mia. And this is when we finally learn that this is her baby daddy. And I'm just like, how did this happen? <laughs> I mean, she is way hotter than he is. I mean, when you're in like a small town or any time, when you're in a high school, the like idea of what is hot and what is it's all relative, like, I guess. It's very relative. Like I've seen like the Facebooks of people in high school that I was like, they're so hot. And it's like, no, no, no. They're just they're just there's like not they a have lot of options. They, there's not a lot of options and they're popular. So it like helps. 
I guess so. But you know, yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, he comes up to her and is this, is he like, I want to be more part of your life or something. Something. Can we know. get right into fashion police? Yeah. Because Lucas has a chin strap, as you've mentioned. He's wearing a leather vest. He looks like he's in a Nickelback cover band. He has a Limp Biscuit poster on his wall. I'm sure of it. He is wearing a like silver, like chrome necklace at one point. That's like a vague symbol. I'm like, is that an ank? I don't, I don't know what it is. It looks like oh, it looks like a really specific like, like logo of a brand like of a t-shirt that I remember boys wearing in high school that is escaping me at the moment it's like kind of cross-like but not actually a cross yeah that's an ink yeah it's whatever that is um it's it's I wanted so to, I really just want to call him Jacoby because he looks like <laughs> he listens to Papa Roach slash is probably in Papa Roach <laughs> he might be in Papa Roach fun he's, fact he's ja- at least in a goddamn <laughs> Papa Roach cover, cover band, band. <laughs> I want it's I, his last resort I'm <laughs> I'm leaning towards like a Nickelback, Papa Roach, Limp Biscuit, Drowning Pool, like hybrid cover band. I feel like Nickelback is a little too uh, mainstream slash clean for his. I feel like he's more Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach. I feel like that's slightly more hardcore, quote unquote, and that Nickelback is a little too like squeaky clean for his image i feel like they do their ballads for certain shows they definitely cover at least let the bodies hit the floor by drowning pool at least like (laughs) once per show though you know that they do at their gigs my dad used to play that song before lacrosse games for his team to like pump them up like when they were in middle school when he was coaching like like the bodies hit the floor i love your dad so much Also, Jacoby from Papa Roach used to live in my hometown. It's my favorite fact about your hometown. <laughs> Holland pointed out many uh, landmarks in relation to Jacoby from Papa Roach when we visited. How I I was probably like that's where he used to live. Yeah. End of list. Yeah, there were like at least two. I don't well, know. There was also another fun fact of like I knew somebody who knew him because they were in AA with him. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably it. <laughs> it's pretty good though. But yeah, he used to live like a couple blocks away from my step grandma, so that's fun. See, no one cool ever lived near me. I mean, I'm using cool real loosely, playing <laughs> fast and loose with the word cool. But Lil Kim built a house kind of a few towns away from me, and then she went to jail and never moved in. So, <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Anyway, I think we need to move away, like we need to move on from Lucas in Fashion Police, unless you have anything else. Uh, nothing else on Lucas, just that chin strap. Uh, Manny's hair looks great. Yeah, it looks a lot better. At one point, Mia's wearing like this plaid pink hoodie thing that was very her. Oh my God. At one point, Emma is wearing this thing. It's like this long sleeve pink shirt, but then she has this like crazy denim overall dress on top of it i don't know i just know she's still wearing her che bag and of course she is and it's just like but it's like it's it's crazy looking but also it's super unflattering and very like just not emma like emma doesn't always make great fashion choices no but this is like middle school liberty type of shit (laughs) 
Um, I liked how Moose and Johnny DeMarco showed up to the dance kind of wearing matching outfits. They were both wearing hats and vests, just like in different color schemes. I mean, I think that that's all that they wear. Yeah, but I still was cute. I, I liked it like in my headcanon, they went to the dance together. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I don't think that's accurate but i like the idea that's oh i liked (laughs) jay's like white blazer dance look it was pretty cheesy also probably the same blazer he wore to her debut definitely the same blazer jay only owns one blazer (laughs) also his disguise was amazing his His tiny sunglasses and his fake mustache they were different tiny sunglasses though than the ones we know and love yeah i like these ones better they're more flattering on his face they're still too small for his face i don't know i kind of like the og tiny sunglasses (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's all i really have i didn't take a lot of fashion notes oh mia's wait mia's dance dress is ugly have like like that weird like circle pattern with like different sized circles on it i don't know i didn't like it me neither. I mean, she is not yet fashion model Mia, so her outfits are no. still pretty much terrible. All right. Are we good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So then after the credits, Mia has like a little flirtation with this like surfer hair boy while they're trying to get into the building because like they're both carrying things. And she's like, I'd open the door for you, but like I don't have any arms. Or he says, I don't have any arms. I can offer you a foot. And she's like, I take your foot and raise you a hip. And they like open the door together. And it's very sweet. I just wrote, what a sweet little country bumpkin. Like that, <laughs> that seems to be like his whole like vibe is like, just like handsome rube. <laughs> and then is that all that happens here? Pretty much. All right. Cause then, cause my next note is I'd walk you to class if I hadn't been banned AKA Jay is walking Manny to school, <laughs> which is adorable. I and love I, them. I love them so much. And then she, uh, and then she like, is like, well, what are you, she's asking him what he's doing today. And he like makes a joke about going to Hooters with her dad. And she's like, well, what am I going to go shoe shopping with your mom? And he's like, haha. And she's like, no, seriously, we're engaged and I haven't met your parents. It's super weird. And he's like, oh, you can't meet them because they got deported to Malta. And I was just like, obvious lie. Although, honestly, I could see Jay's parents being deported and him being left behind. But it was an obvious lie. It was an obvious lie. And like Manny, bless her heart, is just like a little bit dumb. And so she's like, like, oh, no, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. Pretty much. She's like, I believe you, (laughs) even though you're a known liar. (laughs) Um, But then we are with like liberty and company because they're all planning the spirit squad fundraiser dance and she's making a lot of rules about song requests i was not paying attention Um, it's very specific at the beginning and she's like based on past dances no more song requests if you're approaching the dj stand you have to be with a dance representative it's like very specific and rigid and i don't know why they're very upset about song requests at this dance Um, but then after the meeting, Mia's asking Liberty if she can like take decorations home after the dance for Isabella's birthday party. And Liberty is actually pretty cool about it and is letting her siphon school resources for like, the event. And I'm like, oh, that's very nice of you, Liberty. I'm enjoying the Mia Liberty friendship. Me too. I think that it's like a very I think it's a solid thing. I think I think Liberty needs friends. Yes. 
you know, she's not desperate for friends like Jay is, but like Liberty needs like someone to hang out with. And so do me. So does Mia. And they seem to get along well. They have a lot in common. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's better for them to come together after JT's death rather than to continue to like pit each other against the other person. Well, they did at the end of the JT's death situation. They came together. So, yeah, I think I would like to see that continue. Yeah. And they're both technically teen moms, even though they both like chose different avenues of what happened afterward. But I think they have a lot that they have in common and can relate to. And I like their friendship. Um, but then Mia like goes to her locker and kind of runs into Lucas as, and they have like an awkward moment. And then he walks past her and like takes a hat off of some kid and like throws it on the ground. Yeah. Cause he basically is like, come on take me back. And she's like, nah. And he like, then he throws the hat. I don't know. But then she opens the locker and finds an envelope full of money. Which is like, I guess Lucas is finally paying child support or something. Which, like, frankly, it's about time. Yeah, it's been three years, apparently. Um, but then we're in science class, and the science teacher is quoting Jenny from the block because they're learning about diamonds and, like, precious stones or whatever. And he says bling, and it's weird. But then... He's very try-hard. But then he's like, does anyone want to, like, test out any of their precious gems to see if they cut glass? And then Emma's like, haha, you should see if your fake ring does it or something. So Manny, like, gives him her engagement ring. And it cuts glass. It's a real diamond. Oh, my God. OMG. I definitely remembered this and only this from the episode. I don't remember any of this. I... I mostly remember stuff from the A plot from this episode, but I this is one episode that I've definitely only seen exactly one time before this. I remembered the diamond cutting the glass, but it was it like this whole season is so jumbled in my brain that I thought that that was in the one that was like the spring break one for some reason. So I was like <laughs> confused when it didn't happen. I was like maybe I made it up, <laughs> and I like kind of remembered lucas going to the birthday party at the end and like those I are remember everything that. i remember i remembered him like wanting to get back in the picture but i feel like that this thing also happens over like more episodes with him like probably eventually being a disappointment i don't know i'm like i think that's what happens but i don't know i don't know but yeah so they determine that it is a real diamond, which seems like a cool way to make somebody a target of a theft at a high school <laughs> where at least half of the students are like known delinquents. <laughs> it is grassy after all. Um, but then after class, then Manny has the conversation with Emma where it's like, oh, actually, we're for real engaged. We're not fake engaged. Um, by the way and then Emma's like do I need to plan you a for real baby shower because of course she thinks she's pregnant that she's getting married this young which is hilarious and it's what her parents thought too um but then I guess it ends on like a fine note she's like all right I guess she's like used to it I guess gonna take some getting used to but that (laughs) seems fine um also Mia is at the dot with Holly J uh and they like run it's like a very inconsequential scene but like they run into like some other parents who like bring up the birthday thing and it's basically just to show us that mia doesn't have enough money to like 
throw her daughter a fancy birthday party and she's really cold to the parents and that just might be Mia's personality but she's like very cold to the parents I thought that was kind of weird for someone who's like I don't fit in with anybody it's like well maybe try being like the parents were really nice to her I don't know I think I saw it more as her being insecure about not having the party at the play place or whatever but even though they were like oh whatever that's fine too and she was, I think the fact that they just brought up that it wasn't at the play place, like, made her feel insecure about it. And so she reacted poorly. That makes sense. And then Holly J's just, like, there for this. Just there to be. And, like, Isabel is like, I want a cookie. I want a cookie. And it's like, she, okay, it's also, side note, this is, like, the worst child actor we have ever seen. Oh, my on God. The show, possibly Terrible. in my life. Terrible. Like, she's even worse than Angela. Angela was and super Angela annoying. Was bad. She was not good. She was super annoying. But this girl, this poor little girl, like, why couldn't they get a better child actor? Especially know. like seven seasons deep into this show. Like, this is a well-established show. You I mean, I've find heard a better child actress than this. I mean, no offense to this literal child, but yeah, it's not her fault. She's a little kid. Some kids can do this, and some kids cannot. I don't get it. And those kids usually grow up to be broken anyway. So, like, it's fine if your child can't act. Yeah. Um, we can't all grow up and be Cole it. Sprouse. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that happens. But then I don't know what happens. I think they're at school and Lucas and Mia are talking. I mostly He's just wrote like, down my internal monologue, which is how in the hell did Lucas convince Mia to ever date him in the first place? Yeah. Well, it, he starts off with like, oh, so you'll take my money, but you won't talk to me, which like you should have been paying her this whole time. Or like been trying to be like, why? Why should she talk to you? You've been out of the picture. Oh, I think this is when like we get the recap of like, like, I've been, like she's like, why all of a sudden are you interested now? Like, you bailed when I got pregnant. And he was like, I was 14. I freaked out. She was like, well, I was 13 and I fucking managed to make it work. I had to deal with this, too. And it was kind of basically that. Pretty much. And he's like, well, I want to spend more time with you. And she's like, and your daughter. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, well, will you um, watch her for me for this thing? And to which I say you're trusting your child unsupervised with this person. I mean, it, we learn later that he did leave the child with his mom when he like went to the dance or whatever. So I think she knows like his mom probably will be helping him. Yeah, you know? I guess. But I, there's also no guarantee that he's not going to bring the baby to the pool hall. Yeah. Like, that seems like a Lucas move. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she know. Maybe his mom is, like, more responsible than him, so she is, like, fail safe. I hope so. Like, I don't I know. No I idea. just feel like first time with the dad, even though she doesn't know it's the dad, unsupervised babysitting seems like a really Not a great call. Step. Yeah. Which her mom, which I think when her mom goes, like, she gets home, and her mom is, like, talking to her about this and she finds out that she left him with left the child with Lucas. She's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you ever trust him with your child? I don't get it. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a terrible idea. But then this is when we find out that her mom is working on the night of the dance. So Mia might not be able to go. But then we see Mia pawning the child off on Lucas for the dance. And he like at first thinks 
that she's going to ask him to go. And he's because she's like, are you going to the dance? And he's like, no, but if you and she's like, great, perfect. You can watch Isabella, which is like funny, but also like, am I feeling bad for Lucas? Should I be feeling bad for Lucas? I feel like they want me to be feeling bad for Lucas, but it's really hard to feel bad for Lucas. No, no. I mean, he's uh, no, just no, no, no. But then the dance happens and Mia and like surfer hair boy are like taking people's tickets and I guess they're flirty. And then we're in the dance and this is when we see Jay's disguise and oh, uh, also she's like, the- your disguise is perfect. And he's like, the sacrifices I make for my girl. They're very cute. <laughs> um, At the end of that Lucas Mia scene, he goes in to kiss her and she hugs him and Johnny DeMarco, like, walks over after and leaves with Lucas and, like, rolls his eyes. And it's, like, the most knowing look. And I feel like Johnny DeMarco is, like, secretly the most perceptive person <laughs> on the show. I mean, I believe it. I feel like he's, like, the new Manny. Like, he's just, like, he's seeing it. He's seeing it happen. Yeah. He knows. He knows. He's, he's sec- like, this is a recipe for disaster. He's, like secretly wise wrapped up in like a trash can basically <laughs> yes but he's also like looking out for his friend lucas which is very sweet because then later when they get to the dance he like sees mia flirting with surfer boy and is like um excuse me and it's very judgmental but before that jay and mandy are dancing and then mia's like guess what surprise i bought plane tickets to malta to visit your parents and i was like that was a waste of money oh sweet naive manny and then she finds out that he lied pretty much like she just sees the expression on his face and she's like oh god they don't live in malta yeah (laughs) and then they like walk off the dance floor and he's like dimples wait and then he's and then she's like you can't lie to me about these things blah 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 and she she storms off like she's mad she's like things have been complicated like ever since like she's like i can't tell what's real or fake anymore ever since we like made the fake engagement real and he's like this is real like the ring i gave you and then he goes to like find the ring on her hand and he sees that it's missing he's like where did my ring go and she's like don't worry about the ring and then we're like oh god damn it manny you pawned the ring for these plane tickets to malta which is crazy yeah because i i understand like that she's like i don't have any money but i have this thing that's worth money but it's like Jay clearly doesn't want to go see his parents, whether they live in Malta or not. He's like, it's a lot of money. And also, no thanks. Like, Also, that is your engagement ring. It's your engagement ring. You're still planning on being engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I take some issue with one carat being $5,000. I don't know if that tracks. I used to work in a jewelry store, but I can't remember how pricing works, but it feels not right. Maybe in Canada in 2008, it tracks. Yeah, it's Good point. Okay. <laughs> Carrying on. I don't so know. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's just. Ugh. But then he freaked out and he's like, oh my God. Like, why did you do that? My real, that was my mom's ring. My real mom who died when I was little. And then we're like, oh fuck. So I feel like that's something that he should have told her. Yeah. But I feel like also if you, it's, if it's something you didn't want to talk about, it's such a Jay thing to lie about it. Or just true. to like not bring it up to begin with. It's pretty classic Jay. Like, it's not like he, well, yeah, he did lie and say, like, my parents live in Malta, but I think he also just operates on, like, omission rather than just blatant lying, too. I don't know. Yeah. 
But yeah, I just I don't understand her thought process because like he clearly doesn't want to see his fake parents in yeah. Malta. He had no like so why would? But he did want to spend or give her. I mean, all, for all she knows right now, he just bought spent a lot of money on a, like a really nice ring. Yeah, that was a choice. Go not spending this money to go see his parents was also a choice. Like even though they're fictional. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't understand her reasoning behind doing that. I'm also, mostly mad that she gave away this nice engagement ring. They're still children, so... She's, like, 18. I know, but... Yeah. Come on, Manny. <laughs> She's usually better than this. <laughs> she is usually better than this. Um, But then... That's when we see Johnny DeMarco and Moose trying to get into the dance, and she... And Manny... Uh, not Manny. Mia's like, you can't get in without a ticket. And then Johnny DeMarco's like... So you're like, so you pass off, you pawn off the kid to Lucas while you like mac right, on this. this guy. But I'm like, they're like not even standing next to each other. Also, she does not owe Lucas like her love. She doesn't owe Lucas shit. Yeah. Lucas owes her a lot. And then surprise, surprise, Lucas shows up at the dance and starts like marking his territory while Mia and Surfer Boy are dancing. And then he's like, guess where I was? I just came back from watching her kid. And she's like, it's your kid, too. And they start having this fight. And, like, Surfer Boy is like, wait, you guys have a kid? And which, he's just, like, not here for it. Which, which understandable. I think, yeah, I, was, I wrote, I'm like, that's a pretty appropriate reaction. Like, to yeah. being, like, 16 and seeing this happen. Like, that is a very appropriate reaction. Yeah, totally. Because Mia didn't tell him about it at all. Which I also understand. To be like, hi, I'm Mia. Nice to meet you. Also, I have a child. Although I feel like that would be, like, an opening line by Mia. That's true. It's her whole deal. She's, us- she's not very trans... Or she's usually very transparent about being a mom. Which I kind of like. Yeah. But yeah, because she's, like, talking to him when they're dancing. She's like, I haven't gone out in so long. And he's like, oh, why? And she's like, I, I've been busy. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is a mood killer. I understand, too. Um, but then he kind of, like, bails. And they, like, have this fight. And then... I don't really remember how it ends. I mean, it just ends with their fight yeah. and he like storms off. No, no, she's like, I'm going to go pick up my daughter. Right, 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 right. And like leaves him in the dust. Which is fair. Also, yeah. like he literally has had the child for a few hours and he's like, cool, mom, you watch this. I'm going right. to go. I'm going to go fight for this girl who doesn't want me. Um, but then the next day. Holly J is like talking to Mia at their locker and Mia's like all sad about what happened. And then Holly J is like talking about Lucas and is like, he's a hottie. Like you like, could, do, you worse. could do worse. Take what you can get and like walks away. And I'm like, excuse you. First of all, he's not a hottie. Chinstrap is not a hottie. Not a hottie. That is just a fact of the world. <laughs> like, but again, they have like weird high school goggles. So what do they know? I guess. But even compared to everybody else in that school, I don't really know. I mean, who is he really up against here? I guess a lot of the hot guys have left. A lot of there's no Craig around. No, there's no Sean. There's no Sean. Who is he up against, really? Oh God, Peter Sav. Yeah, but, but Sav, Sav is, is younger. Thong, yeah. yeah, Peter. I guess like. If you don't know who he is. Like Peter, objectively, Sav. Johnny DeMarco, if you're me. <laughs> no. Um, Damien's not that cute. I mean, Damien's not bad. No, he's like solid medium. Um, Everyone at the school is solid medium. I know. Or at least all the boys are. All the girls are gorgeous. 
it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Jay doesn't go to the school anymore. It's like not even. Well, I guess Spinner, Jimmy, and Jimmy, Jimmy for Jimmy sure. for sure. Jimmy but and Spinner Jimmy are like is, top of the food chain. But right they're like out of their league to like an insane degree. Yeah, as far as and they're like also school. technically a year older than even all the seniors because they got held back. Yeah, and I think and they're they, both taken. Yeah, and they have girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, so really. I guess I guess so. Oh God, what a sad state for the women of Degrassi, right? Or the girls, their children still. Yeah, but it it is surprising to me that Holly J is like he's a hottie. Like what, Holly J? Yeah. Um, but she does say something funny, which is choosy went out the window when your water broke. (laughs) (laughs) She's so terrible. I really enjoy it. Take what you can get, and then. And then Mia's like, oh, fuck. And then she talks to Liberty. And Liberty's like, um, no, you can do better than goddamn chin strap. And I'm like, yes, Liberty, speak the truth. And they're like, I don't know. They're talking and it's very nice. And she does ask her, like, how did that even happen? And Mia's like, I was very different then. Which, yeah. I mean, OK. Which I guess, which I mean, that makes sense. You were down a different path. And Liberty's like, well, you've done a lot of growing up. So, and Mia's like, I feel like I'm still paying for it or something. I feel like old Mia wore a lot of hoop earrings. I feel like old Mia was just like baby shitty Alex. I was going to say and like wore like wife beaters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Um, oh, I miss Alex. Oh, I know. She's gone. I know. I really miss Alex. <laughs> um. But then we're at the birthday party. Mia's, like, late from... Oh, and then she realizes she's, like, late for picking up Isabella and, like, runs away. And then she gets home and she's all rushed and she brings all the decorations. But then they're having the birthday party. And first her mom, like, makes some very excellent points because she's, like, the only person who has their shit together. And she's like, your daughter has to come first. Like, every decision you make has to have her in mind, Mia. And it's like... Yeah, which like, yeah, dude, like I get that you're like 16 and you want to be 16, but also you wanted to keep a baby. So, so got to make some sacrifices if you're going to make that decision. Um, But then they're either having... like stay on Spirit Squad and just be like, hey, I can only do what I can do. I can't do this extracurricular bullshit because she's the only person that seems to be in charge of this dance. I know. I don't know where the rest of the spirit squad is. So she like, like just made the team. Why is she the one in charge of it? Seriously, like just go go to practice, be at practice and like go to competitions and stuff like, yeah, know the choreography. Don't make her go the extra mile to prove a point. That's stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. I feel like it's like within reason that she could do spirit squad and have a kid it's just that they're giving her all this extra bullshit yeah it's dumb um but then lucas shows up to the birthday party and he's like please it's my daughter's birthday like i want to be here and mia's like ugh fine and then isabella's again the worst fucking child actress in the world (laughs) terrible although i do love whenever like when Mia was like, say thank you and give your friend a hug. And she gave her like the most half-assed hug. And I'm like, that is. Like- she just like stuck out her arm and like leaned against the other child. Which is like precisely the kind of hug I enjoy. I'm like, good. <laughs> it's perfect. That is ideal hug from a person that I barely know. Like just ridiculous. Barely touch me. Um, but then, and then Lucas is like, I got you a sick toy. And like, <laughs> later brings in like a moped for this three-year-old child. Like, cool. This is a very appropriate <laughs> gift for a child. 
It's ridiculous. Great. That's like really like for a three-year-old, it's great. It's awesome. But then we see Jay and Manny are both like leaving voicemails for one another. They're like trying to get hold of each other. And then they end up running into each other on the sidewalk. And, and it's, it's very really cute. really sweet. They just like they make just the... The eye contact alone between these two is ridiculous. They're so cute. They just love each other so much. And then Jay is like starts to explain himself and about how like after his dad moved on to like wife number three, Jay made a scene at the wedding and they've lost touch since. And he's like, I was acting like a real loser. And then Manny's like, I love all of you, dummy, even the losery parts. And they like make up and they're, she's just like, we need to be honest with one another. Oh, and he got back the ring. Right? I yeah. don't know. Did, Did he? he? No, because he gave her his mustache. Oh, yeah. No, he gave her his mustache as like a, like a gesture. It was a symbolic gesture. gesture. Yeah. And it was... You know, it was a metaphor. And yeah. she was like, that's very sweet and also gross. And she just threw it, <laughs> which, like, same. Yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the B-plot, and it's cute. It's so cute. Then we're back at Mia's house, and Isabella's driving her goddamn moped. And, and at least they put a helmet on her. And then Lucas is like, I want to be back in your life. I want to be back in her life. And Mia's like, well, we need to do baby steps. And 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 then this is when we learn that like Isabella doesn't even know that Lucas is actually her dad yet, and Mia's like, you need to prove that you're done bullying and doing all this stupid stuff if you want to be a part of our lives. And then he's like, come on, let me come back. Like you get a guy, Isabella gets a dad. And I'm like, that's a great argument. Like what? But she agrees to it for and she's some like, reason. I guess so. And I'm like. What? What? I don't get like, it. Don't assume that she needs a guy to function, idiot. Uh, oh, I dumb. just, I don't understand. But I don't then know. that's the end. And it's it, like, I guess she's giving Lucas another chance. I mean, I can, I can see her wanting it to work because I can see her wanting them to like be a family and for Isabella to have like two parents and for that to be a thing that works out. But like easier fucking said than done. Seriously. And I'm sure that she also, like, had what her mom said, like, in her head. Like, you have to make decisions with her in mind. And maybe she, maybe she's she dumb. So she's what's best for, yeah. Exactly. Because she's, like, dumb and 16. Yeah. And that is, like, not a far jump. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's the end. So we picked out <laughs> a YouTube comment. Can you read it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is from Erica Miller nine months ago. It's just Lucas looks old as fuck. Yup. Seriously. He looks 40. He is 45 years old. He looks like Jacoby today in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Um, he is Papa Roach. <laughs> he is. He's Mia's last resort. That's for damn sure. Um, but then. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Papa Roach. Oh God! Oh God! Ugh, okay, I'm just thinking about Papa Roach now. Anyway, Spirit Squad captain of the episode, Liberty. Yeah, I'm with that. Cool. <laughs> um, ship of the episodes, obviously, Manny and Jay. Duh. Like no competition. Like. 
across the board. It's definitely not Mia and Lucas, and it's definitely not Fuck Mia no. and I don't know that surfer, guy's name. Surfer hair boy. Did we ever learn? I don't that know guy's if we name? ever learned his name. I don't know. Um, and moral of the episode. You need to make sacrifices for your children. Be honest. I guess. Be honest is for the B plot. Yeah. Um, be honest with your family and loved ones. I don't know. Sure. It's kind of tricky. It's not It's not really a moral kind of yeah. app. Um, all right. So we have some grapevine. And so we have a couple emails. We have one from Cody. And Cody has given us a Mad Lib style. Can you hear? I wonder if the sirens are apparent. Because the window's open. Oh, fuck. Well, there are sirens happening. I apologize. Maybe I'll wait. New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're so long. So many sirens. The glamour. <laughs> Stop spreading the news. <laughs> That's good. See, my instinct is always concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> like anytime I see like a rat or like something just or like human feces on my subway platform, that's always my caption. Concrete jungles where dreams are made of. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Anyway. We have an email from Cody, and it's kind of, I think, a Mad Lib style thing. I'm so excited. So, I'm just going to read what she has. Hello, my loves. So I got to thinking the other night while listening to your podcast that you all have done so many fanfics for listeners, but has anyone ever done a fanfic for you? Well, fear not. Cody is here to help. Except I thought it would be way funnier if your romantic fanfics came in the form of Mad Libs. Because why make things simple? So here's the deal. Below, I have two sets of words to be chosen. You each take on one. Then there is a matching paragraph to be filled in with the words you've picked. No cheating, but hopefully your Degrassi fanfic dreams will come true. And hopefully, also hopefully it will end in bonkers hilarity. Love y'all, Cody. Okay, so do you want to be set one and I can do set two? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to have to write this down. All right, I need a noun. Watermelon. Is that because you have that dirty dancing event coming up in your Facebook? <laughs> it's supposed to be today, but now I have to go on a date, so I can't go. I know, I saw that. I'm upset about it. Um, I need a Degrassi student. Marco. Ooh, Marco. We haven't seen him in a while. He is also an attractive member of Degrassi student body, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, another type, another Degrassi student. Jimmy Brooks. Um, a type of food. Pierogies. <laughs> you used your watermelon. I know. Pierogies. I'll do pierogies. You didn't specify singular or plural. Okay. Um, a number. 47. Because that's how old Lucas is. <laughs> Verb ending in I-N-G. Running. And another verb ending in I-N-G. Swimming. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'll do yours oh 
You arrive at your first day at Degrassi only to find that your watermelon is missing. Oh no. Bummer times. As if that isn't bad enough, some kid named Marco keeps giving you dirty looks. You're starting to think that he stole your watermelon, but you're the new kid and confronting them seems like a bad idea. You decide to keep your head low. Kids here seem to be full of drama and you're not about that life. But when you're sitting alone, Jimmy Brooks approaches you. He notices you don't have a tray and offers to share his pierogi. Uh, wait, I lost my place. His pierogi. His pierogies. So plural works there. And frankly, you're starving, so you say thanks. You end up talking to Jimmy all throughout, all through lunch and telling him that you think Marco stole your watermelon. That jerk, Jimmy says. That sounds like something he would do. <laughs> I'll help you get back your watermelon if you want. You're so thrilled to have a new friend. And even more thrilled when Jimmy asks if you want to go see Clown Academy 47 uh, with them later that night. You agree, but when you get to the movie theater, you see Marco in the lobby in the lobby running. You point them out to Jimmy, who says he will handle this. You watch as Jimmy approaches Marco. Hey, they say, did you steal the new girl's watermelon? Marco stops running. Sorry, this is very disordered. Marco stops running and looks over at you. You stare back. You won't let this kid scare you just because you're new. When Marco admits that he totally stole your watermelon, you aren't surprised. You're surprised, though, when Jimmy throws a punch, totally defending your honor. What if, like, Mark, you put a girl's name down from number two? <laughs> defending your honor. No one else seems shocked, though. Apparently, this is the kind of thing that happens at Degrassi. Later, after you have your watermelon back, you thank Jimmy. <laughs> No problem, he says. And you two totally end up swimming in the back of the movie. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Degrassi won't be so bad after all. That was wonderful. That was really good. I'm really glad I picked swimming. <laughs> all right. Here, you can use the rest of my page if you want. Yes, thank you. So I'll do set two for me. Okay. A number ending in S T N D T H etc. Sixth. Uh, fashion item straight out of the mid two thousands. Um, how about a leather cuff? <laughs> because Jacoby was wearing one in this episode. Oh man. <laughs> Actually, I changed my mind. I want a Von Dutch hat. Okay. That's that's way better. <laughs> Hashtag never forget the Von Dutch. Von Dutch trucker hat? Yeah. Perfect. Obviously. It's got to be pink in a trucker hat. Yep. Uh, three, Degrassi student. Um, Emma. Four, another Degrassi student. Manny. Man, you're totally going to make out with one of them. I'm so excited. <laughs> Musical artist or band from the mid-2000s? Ooh, boy. All-American rejects. Because we heard a lot of music that sounded like them in this episode. At the dance. Oh, the dance. Uh, female celebrity from the mid-2000s? Paris Hilton. Duh. Speaking of Von Dutch hats. As if you were going to pick anyone else. <laughs> I was like, it's either Paris Hilton or Lindsay Lohan, but it's got to be Paris Hilton always. <laughs> she is the most mid-2000s. Yes. Another Degrassi student. Sean. 
Why not? Verb ending in ing. Um, selling. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Set two. It's a Friday night and Degrassi is having its sixth dance of the semester. <laughs> yep, that tracks. That is correct. You are so fucking excited. <laughs> You're totally going to wear a Von Dutch hat. This is perfect for me because I went to all of the dances. You went to all of them. <laughs> this wouldn't have made any sense for me. You're so fucking excited. You're totally going to wear a Von Dutch hat and some blue eyeshadow. Yes. That tracks. You've gone to the school for years, but no one seems to notice you. You feel like an extra in your own life. Not anymore, though. With your amazing Von Dutch trucker hat, you are bound to catch the attention of Emma, the boy girl, the the girl you've had a crush on since grade seven. You show up at the dance and you're looking great. Unfortunately, you notice that Emma is dancing with Manny. (laughs) When did that happen? You're crushed and you feel like you put on your Von Dutch trucker hat for nothing. It's my favorite. You end up sitting in the corner feeling mopey as you watch everyone else either cry, make out, or scream at each other about social diseases. But just when you think all hope is lost, an all-American reject song starts to play. And it's your favorite. Yes. Forget Emma and Manny. You're not an extra. You're the star, and you're going to look damn good on that dance floor. You run out onto the dance floor and start busting a move, and you look good. (laughs) You look like Paris Hilton. (laughs) yes perfect amazing and you're loving it i mean you're wearing a bunch of chat so obviously <laughs> and you're loving it after all degrassi only has one sixth the dance of the semester i really i hate that you picked six because that's such a hard word to say <laughs> i'm sorry it's fine <laughs> this is your night damn it and people definitely take notice of how good you look everyone is staring in awe as you dance solo around the dance floor <laughs> Which makes you sound like a crazy person. <laughs> like, probably like dirty little secret or something. <laughs> just like prancing about in my trucker hat. I'll keep you my dirty little secret. <laughs> I was picturing swing swing, but that one's good too. <laughs> or paper heart. Oh, I'm just thinking of American like rejects. what would be applicable to when I was actually in high school. True. Swing swing was like middle school. True facts. Um... Okay, <laughs> just as you spin, you end up accidentally slamming into Sean. Yes. <laughs> they ca- You're very intuitive about this. They catch you before you fall. Hey, he says, nice moves and great blue eyeshadow. Very perceptive, that Sean. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> You've never noticed how beautiful he is up close, but suddenly you've forgotten all about Emma. I definitely have noticed, but okay. <laughs> you two end up dancing the night away until he offers to take you home. By then you are completely smitten and you end up <laughs> you end up selling in his car. <laughs> Looks like you'll have a date to the next dance. Damn which- it, I should have gone with kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you have a date to the next dance, which will probably be next week or something because it's Degrassi. Yay, that was perfect. Cody, I love you so much. Thank you so much, Cody. We're due to have her back on the show I know. soon. Oh, my God. We haven't had her on in a, since JT died. I know. Because the last time I saw her, we played Dungeons and Dragons, and that was when it was cold outside. So oh, my God. That's how I measure her time, by the way. I'm like, it was cold out at one point, right? Yeah. We Cody, gotta have her back on. I'm going to probably... Maybe when probably... I move into my new place. Oh, yeah. 
That's a good idea. I'll be a, I'll be able to host a dog there. Yes. All right, Cody. I'm gonna text you after this, so um, you already know what's happening. But thank you very much for that. That was wonderful. Everybody else can play along if you remember all the things we listed in the story. <laughs> it was very fun. Though. Um, it was really good. So we. So we also have a review, and I believe it is your turn. I think the last time I did one about, like, someone moving into the same building as Sean or something. Um, so we have one from Summerino. The subject line is just, love this trash! Exclamation point. But I think this is up your alley again, because they are requesting to be shipped with Joey. Perfect. Who, so I think we also have like a slightly older listener who feels creepy about being shipped with children, which I understand, even though we continue to like sexualize them. But whatever. We're the worst. Um, so it's all you, dude. OK, so we're doing a music one because it's been a while. All right. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> so you are visiting your like you're like hanging out with your friend you're visiting their hometown um it's right outside of toronto and they're like the and you guys decide to go to like the local bar and there's this like band playing and it's like a re it's like a reunion of this band it's like a classic like middle-aged guy band Mm -hmm. and you're like that's so cheesy and hilarious i love it so much and they're playing like their one hit from the 80s that was like vaguely popular and you're basically just like this is my dream. This is amazing. Um, so mostly you're just like, this is hilarious. Um, and it's like kind of ironic loving it, but also like truly loving it. Cause it's not a bad song, but then you lock eyes with what did he, did he, did he play the drums? <laughs> I don't know if they, any of them played anything. You lock eyes with this guy wearing this extremely dumb hat. <laughs> you know, like that is the dumbest hat I've ever seen, but he's very cute. And you guys are like kind of making eyes at each other while he's playing insert whatever fucking instrument Joey played here. And the, the guitar. Pro- it's know. almost Ooh, certainly the might, guitar. Actually, I think he did play keyboard. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? He seems like a percussion guy. Anyway. So he goes into. So like the band like takes a break or whatever. It's like their intermission time. Um, and you see him like go up to the bar and like get a drink and you like kind of like walk on up there and you're like strutting your stuff because you're like whatever i'm hot and in like small town nowheresville canada um and he's like totally staring at you and you are super badass so you offer to buy him a drink and you're like i'm not doing any of these gender norm bullshits mm-hmm. fuck your heteronormativity normative words doing great normativity thank you i'm doing great um so yeah you buy him a drink and he's like that's super ballsy and very cool and you guys like just end up talking and he's like well i have to like go back to my band or whatever but i mean we should like totally hang out later and then you like have this really fun like weekend with him while you're like staying at your friend's like hometown space and then maybe you guys continue i don't know you're an adult yeah do you that sounds good Yay! <laughs> I miss Joey. I know. He's also gone. I miss Joey uh, and I miss Alex. Seriously, dude. Everybody needs to come back. Um, But all right. That was awesome. Thank it you was not, but thank for you. leaving the review. Um, If 
any of you would like to be featured on our grapevine section, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. We're on Instagram at Degrassi Pod. We're on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, possibly other places now. We I gotta we really gotta fucking do our research on this new network thing. We're not very good at it. I truly don't know. You can find us anywhere that you enjoy listening to podcasts. Yeah. You found us somehow. You're already here. Yeah. Um, and if you're on iTunes, if you wanted to rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a lovely fanfic for fan fiction for you like we did today um just leave any preferences that you have in the review and we it doesn't have to be a romantic shipping thing we've done anti-ships before and those are very fun my god so fun um also if you are not in the united states if you could tweet us or email us screenshots of your reviews we want to make sure that we can give you fan fictions too because we can't see those on our itunes here um, and you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks. Um, also we have a Patreon page. Yeah, we have a Patreon page. So we keep forgetting to we're, mention. Yeah. Uh, we were a little slow on the behind the scenes things this past month and I apologize for that deeply. Um, but we're going to be more on top of it this week. Well, this past month, May was weirdly a really busy month for some reason. Um, well, I went away like twice You in went a away row. a lot, and I have been trying to find a new place to live, which I've finally done. So it's been very busy, and I want to apologize for that to all of our Patreon subscribers. But if you wanted to subscribe, or if you wanted to donate to us on Patreon, that would be really cool. We... For certain rewards, we offer behind-the-scenes footage and, like, notes. And we need to, like, get on top of our illustrated fan fictions. But you guys need to tell – when you get those, we need you to tell us what you want out of those when we send you an email. Um, We have an option for you to call in and have a little guest spot. And we need to set those up, too. So check us out on Patreon. Um, and what are you going to be recommending to the good people? So I got an advanced reading copy of this book that you can pre-order now. It comes out, I think, in October. Um, but you should definitely pre-order it now. It's awesome. It's called From Here to Eternity. It's the new book by Caitlin Doughty. She's the one who wrote um, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, which is also a great book. It's about death. It's uh, The like subtitle is Traveling the World to Find the Good Death. It's just, it's so good. It's just so good. Cool. She's like, she like studies like death rituals in other countries and it's about just like our relationship with death and mortality and, you know, just like the funerary like business and it's really interesting. I'm not good at selling things. You should read this book. (laughs) Pre-order it. It's super awesome. Read Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Decide you love that and then pre-order this book. There you go. Um, I'm, I've been on like a true crime binge lately um and i am going to recommend the series just called the staircase it's about like the staircase i love the staircase murder possible accident whatever it was a series that was filmed like during the trial of uh, michael peterson that's his name right Mm -hmm. and like back in 2002 or whatever 
and um and the filmmakers were just like basically filming him and his family and like his lawyers throughout the whole entire trial and then they revisited back like 10 years later when certain things happened so I watched it for free on Amazon because I signed up for a free child for like the Sundance pass or whatever and then canceled it before I had to pay for it so if that's how you want to watch it I recommend that and it's really really good I love the staircase what do you think happened I don't know. I don't believe in owl theory, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> I believe the owl theory. Do you really? I really do. Well, they found like... Oh, they did find feathers. They found like micro feathers, and those kind of owls are known for pulling that kind of bullshit. So, I mean, actually, I don't rule out owl theory. I believe owl theory. I kind of don't think he did it. Yeah, I yeah. believe owl theory. I don't think he did it. Um, Controversial opinion. Yeah. I truly believe owl theory. Also, like, I just love to say owl theory. But also, she was like kind of drunk. Like, they had been drinking and hanging out, and I can see her just, like, falling back. And fucking Werner Spitz is like, this is not conclusive with an attack, and I believe him, because he's consulted on, like, every single fucking he knows his shit. big case ever. I still need to watch The Keepers. I think that might be my new thing. You gotta watch it. He makes an appearance in that series, too. Nice. Of course so, he does. Yeah. Um... It's amazing because when he's introduced, his, like, assistant is with them. And he's like, tell them what I've done. Like, give them the cliff notes or whatever. And she just, like, names all these cases. She's like, John Bonet. Like, did he do Sam Shepard? I can't remember. I can't he did, remember. like, all of these huge, big, like, cases throughout. Also, or, like, Robert it. Kennedy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. all these things. Also, I just, I love anyone named Werner. And he's so good. And he's like, yes, thank you. Um. Anyway, it's a good series. It's a good like watch. I'm really it's a good binge. I'm really enjoying that um the hosts of the Degrassi the Next Generation podcast keep recommending things <laughs> that are super dark. Yeah. Um whatever. All right. We're That's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening. Goodbye Panthers. Bye Panthers. Mm-hmm.